Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Patrick Brown and his campaign to win the leadership of the Conservative Party of Canada is, of course, well underway. And uh, over the last numbers of days, there's been an exchange between the campaigns of Patrick Brown and Pierre Polyev. And uh, we're going to get into that a little bit. But let's talk to the mayor of Brampton, Ontario, whose objective is to be the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada and then become the prime minister of this country. Patrick, good to talk to you. How are you doing? Very good. It's great to be back on your show. Let's get into this a little bit here. So as the leadership candidate for the Conservative Party, let me borrow from Pierre Polyev's campaign and say you're campaigning ultimately to be the Prime Minister of Canada. Has it been worth it in this campaign, which at times has been really nasty, when you're already a very popular mayor of a large Ontario city? Is the campaign, is this whole uh, drive worth it, Patrick? Absolutely. I think it's important during this leadership campaign as a party to really look in the mirror and ask ourselves the question, why did we lose the last election? Why did we win the popular vote but fail to win the most amount of seats? And this has been with two very different leaders. If you look at Andrew Scheer and Aaron O'Toole, and there's hard questions we have to ask ourselves as a party. And I think a intense debate, and it has been an intense debate, is, is uh, critical uh, for a party to have, to, to have that self-reflection. And so uh, I've enjoyed being part of that discussion, part of that debate, and I'm hoping that uh, we can get our act together so that we can make sure that the next election, the same mistakes of the past are not repeated, that we can be a party that has the capacity to win where we've lost before and do what Canada needs us to do, which is defeat this Liberal NDP coalition that is not serving the best interest of our country. So let's address um, what's gone on inside this race for the leadership of the Conservative Party. Mr. Polyev claims that your campaign has been engaged in paying people to become members of the Conservative Party and to vote for you. You've responded very strongly to the criticism or to the uh, to the charge. Can you just share with us, please, what's going on as far as that's concerned? Well, of course, our campaign would never um, support that. We abide by all rules uh, that the party has in place. And frankly, I think that is... Pierre Polyev needs to spend more time attacking Justin Trudeau than he does his conservative opponents in this race. And I, and I think that that attack was very intentional. It was on the same day uh, that we saw the crisis and the crash of Bitcoin. I think it was a distraction uh, um, attempt from his own economic uh, policy that is under scrutiny um, because of the, um, the, the freefall that we've seen in cryptocurrency. All right. So, uh, and you all want it. Well, not Mr. Polyev, but the the rest of you want another debate. Yes, absolutely. I think it's important to have vigorous debates during this this leadership to to be uh, tested. To uh, um, you know, it, it's not going to get easier. You know, the following this leadership, whoever wins this leadership, is going to have to have vigorous debates in front of all Canadians. And I think the last thing we should be doing right now is avoiding that scrutiny and avoiding avoiding those debates. I don't think we should hide from the media or hide from debates. I think we need to be accountable and let the Conservative membership see how we handle ourselves under that scrutiny. Yeah, Canadians need to see what and know what you're about. So let me ask you what you're about then. If you become the leader of the Conservative Party and leader of the official opposition, there are responsibilities that you will have and opportunities 
that you will have. I like the fact that you're determined to stand with the people of Ukraine and their military and would support a no-fly zone. That's still, I think, an important issue. We spoke with the former Ukraine ambassador to Austria at the beginning of this program today. But what is of primary importance? If you become the Conservative Party leader and then if you eventually become the prime minister, what, what are the, what's the issue that's of most importance to you, Patrick? Well, I think the number one issue is we need to clean up the finances of the country. We're over $1.1 trillion in debt. We pay $2 billion a month in interest payments. When a baby's born, the reason they're crying at the hospital, they find out they owe $31,000. It's, it's chaos. And I think the number one responsibility of a conservative government, and there'll be obviously a lot of issues we need to work on, but the number one is, is, is finances. We can't treat the national treasury like a, like a printing press like Justin Trudeau has because there's, there's consequences to it. And, and Roy, you saw what happened in Ontario when Kathleen Wynne ran the same style of government, which was spending with, with, with no plan of how to curtail it. And, and frankly, I think we need to do better. You know, in the, in the last, federal election conservatives ran on a plan that they were going to balance the, the budget after 10 years. Um, Stephen Harper would have been much more ambitious. I, I, I think we need to be a conservative government that very clearly says we're going to get back to balance. Yeah, we have to. We really have to. People do understand that, that you just can't keep spending because if you just keep spending, your debt's just going to get higher. It's no different than on an individual or family level. It's just that the margins are much larger. So um, switching gears here a moment, you've been watching very carefully and listening, I'm sure, to the Liberals' explanation as to why they invoked the Emergencies Act. And uh, the more they speak to me, the more less or the less believable they are. But what's your sense? Well, I think it was absolutely an overreaction. And you just look at the the tale of, of two similar incidents. If you look at how Doug Ford handled the blockade on the um, Ambassador Bridge, and you look at how Justin Trudeau handled the protest in, in Ottawa, Doug Ford didn't require an emergency act to... Um, to uh, handle the, the and end the blockade on the Bastard Bridge. I, I don't support bl- uh, blockades. I think it has a massive economic repercussions for our country, and so I get why it's important to um, to, to to peacefully um, uh, end those um, difficult situations. But uh, the Emergency Act was a, a complete trampling of the rights of Canadians, and sadly, this is not. Um, uh, the only incident that we're seeing, you know, we're seeing the rights of Canadians trampled upon, and whether it's religious rights in this country being trampled on, language rights. Uh, um, you know, sadly, we've seen a government that seems to be okay to ignore our own charter. What would you do to help this country in this regard? The East-West divide. I hear it constantly from my listeners on both sides of the Ontario-Manitoba border. What would you do to ease the pressures and to make it more agreeable uh, for Canadians to live together, to work together, to understand each other, to economically not only survive but prosper? What would you do? So, you know, here's the, here's the reality. Um, Canadians have much more in common than we do uh, differences. And I feel that right now Justin Trudeau is attempting to prey upon divisions for political purposes. He wants there to be an East-West divide because it suits his, his, his political calculus. But it's wrong. And I don't think the values of Canadians are, are, are incompatible uh, in terms of where we live. And so, you know, let, let me give you an example. Obviously, uh, the way Justin Trudeau has treated the energy sector um, is, 
egregious. And I get why Western Canadians uh, are upset about that. Um, and so when Justin Trudeau is giving a speech in downtown Toronto about why he's attacking our energy sector in the name of the environment, um, he's simply doing this for political purposes. Because when I look at an issue like the environment, um, you know, I, I look at Canadian LNG. We could be exporting Canadian LNG to China that has 30% of the global emissions, helping China get off coal-fired generation that has the highest levels of intensity. Canadian energy could be part of the global solution to combat climate change. Okay. And in what world does it make sense for the environment, Roy, for me to be in Brampton going, going to the a gas pump and using imported foreign oil um, rather than Canadian oil that has a higher environmental standards, higher labor standards. And so I, I actually think there is there is consistency to the aspirations of Canadian I have to stop you because we literally have run out of time. We've run past oh, the time. Sorry. My fault. My fault. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.